Welcome to this episode of the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Blissbrook. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools on blissbusiness.com. Welcome to Hero Call with Amber Voigt from Unique, who has an incredibly inspirational, epic story. I, I met Amber last year at GoPro. I think, Amber, you were sitting behind us at GoPro. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was quite a fun event. And uh, you've been kicking it ever since, and even before that. So... I'm very excited to uh, hear your story. So let's start by you just telling everybody, uh, tell us just a little bit about you before network marketing. Well, before network marketing, I was, I was a baby. <laughs> I've been doing this since I was about 17 years old. The thing is, I never had, I had never had much success. So if you're sitting on this call and you're kind of having limited success, listen to what I'm about to say. Here's one thing that I thought, I thought, okay, I'm going to jump into a company. I see my friend having, you know, she's having success. I'm going to go join that company. And I never had success. So I'm like, okay, it must be the comp plan. I'm going to go over to this company here. And, you know, my friend over here is having success. This must be the one, right? And again, <laughs> I didn't have any success. So I, would, I jumped from company to company to company. And that went on for a rough few years until I realized, what's the common factor here? If my friend over in company A is having success, it's not the product. If my, my friend over here in company B is having success, it's not the comp plan. What's the common factor here? And that's the hardest thing to realize, but I realized it was me. I had no personal development whatsoever. I never even heard the words personal development. So before network marketing, I was a kid. <laughs> I got in this young. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really know how to do it. I kind of failed my way to the top, right? So that's really what I did. I'm also a mom. I homeschool my kids. I live in Minnesota. I have three little boys. I've been married since I was 17 as well. Me and my husband have been doing this forever. We kind of learned what worked, what didn't work, and everything in between. So that's a little bit about, you know, about my background. That's great, Amber. I'm curious, uh, what are some of the companies that you joined? What was the first company you joined? Oh, man, what company didn't I join? <laughs> the first company, I think, was Avon. It was cheap was to what? get in, so I, Avon. It was only ten dollars oh, to Avon. sign up, okay. and I'm like, I'm there. I'm gonna make so much money. Oh my goodness, Richard, I'm making nothing <laughs> because I, I really yeah. thought it was all about, you know, going in and bam, it's just gonna happen. I think that's what a lot of people who are brand new to the profession they feel like, you know, it's gonna be like getting a job, you know, and you're just gonna make money without ever having to grow yourself or actually do anything. Right. <laughs> so you discovered personal development. Tell us about that in some detail. I'm, I'm really interested in what is the first thing you remember hearing or reading or seeing or experiencing that had you say to yourself something like, it's me and I need to go to work on me. Were you in a seminar? Did you listen to an audio? Did you read a book? Were you being coached by somebody? When's the yeah. first time you noticed there was something missing there? You know, a little bit of both. I signed up for, for it was actually, the, am I okay to say company names? I'm not with this company no longer, but is it okay to say names? Yeah. Am I good who, there? Tell us. Okay, awesome. Yeah, who was it you signed up for? It was, it was Vicellus. I joined a weight loss company, and... You know, my sponsor said, you got to be at this event. I just joined. He's like, you got to be at this event it's in Kansas City. And I'm like, Kansas City, I can't, I can't afford to get there. You know, I had that limiting mind, that limiting belief in my mind. And I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't make that happen. And he said to me, he said, listen, Amber, you said you want to be at the top. You said you want to make money, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, then you need to do what the people at the top do, and they're going to be there. And that really, you know, that really sunk into me. And so I, I used my rent money, and now I don't, I'm not saying to go use your rent money, but do what you feel that you have to do. And to me, the reward outweighed the risk. So I used my rent money to get there, and that's the first time I heard the word personal development. I actually listened to uh, Jim Rohn, the, his first year in network marketing, or um, the network marketing 
audio that he has that really yep. opened my eyes, and I listen to it every single day. And I'm going to tell you, 39 days later, this girl who's never had success, I earned that company BMW. I was the top of my position in only 39 days. That's how soon personal development took over my life and just really, it, it was just amazing. It was an amazing transformation just from listening to that personal development and taking action, you know, hearing the things that they said, go call people, go, go, make, go out there and make relationships. It's not about trying to spam your product, you know, all over social media and saying, oh, my gosh, buy this. Here's my website without even ever saying hi to anybody. It was really about that personal connection, and that's what I learned there, and that changed my life, I mean, completely, 100%. What are some of the other things that you have uh, dove into in personal development, books, audios, coaching programs? Anything I could. I mean, I go to any coaching program. I actually just signed up for, for the one that your wife's doing, when Kimmy's doing. I'm super excited for that. Um, you know, I go to all of Eric's stuff, and I don't care how much it is. I cannot put a price tag on myself, on your personal growth, so I make it happen. No matter if I have to go without copy, you know, <laughs> save up that money, you not be, you guys will be surprised at how much money you can save if you actually try, if you try. And so I put that into myself. I went to, you know, like the Les Brown Speaking Academy. I went to the 90-day boot camp. I went to a training at Eric's house where I stayed at his house for a weekend. I always go to GoPro and, you know, anything, anything. Just submerge yourself because also, here's a secret too, guys. The people at these events, the people who I look up to as my mentors, I didn't know them to begin with, but if you just keep showing up, keep showing up, you get to build these relationships with people. I mean, Eric Worre texts me now. How crazy is that? Tell me two years ago that I'd be getting a message from Eric Worre, a text message, I'd say you're crazy. But you keep showing up and you build these relationships. And when you're around people who have what you want, you start acting like them. You start doing what they do and you start seeing the success that they have. So events. Events are probably my number one thing to do if you're trying to build this business. Okay. Uh, any particular books that personal development books that you have uh, that made a difference for you? For me, for your career, that's part of our culture and our team now. You know, we really I have just a few books that I that I have as part of our culture that is like okay. It, it, that's what you do. You sign up, you read these, and that's just what you do because that's going to give you the best, the best jump start for success. So the four-year career, um, how to win friends and influence people, that, that one right there was big for me just because I, I yeah. had to have that mindset change. Um, GoPro, of course, and then um, how, what, this, what was the other one? How to make, oh, no, no, I already said how to make people like you. Oh, no, how to make people like you in 90 seconds or less. See, I have all these book titles going through my head. I'm getting all crazy mixed up. Anything, really, guys. Anything right. you can get your hands on, read. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so you got involved in Unique uh, just a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that conversation. I'm, I'm very interested to know who approached you about Unique. How did you know them? And what did they say about this opportunity uh, that had you engage in it, like pay attention, what caught your attention? So start with who was this person? Did you know them? How did you know them? Yeah, it was actually one of my downline members. I was with a skincare company, and one of my downline members, who she never did anything with the business, you know, she joined Unique, and she didn't even want to tell me. She told me that she, she just got it for the product, but she didn't want to tell me she joined another company because that was her upline, right? <laughs> so she's, I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh, I, I, I don't want to sell it, but I, I want that makeup. And then I found out, you know, how much the, the starter kit was, and I'm like, I'm just going to get the kit just for myself. I'm not going to sell it. I'm like, do not message me. Don't add me to group. I don't want to sell makeup. <laughs> so just, I just want it for myself. And she's like, okay after I finally got it out of her that she sold it. That took a while. And then I just started posting my selfies on Facebook. So I was so in love with the product. So that's one thing, too. You have to have passion for what you're doing. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I posted some selfies, not trying to sell it. And I just started having all these people saying, oh, my gosh, I need this. I need this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I have never had this kind of response. And so I went to my uplines who are actually um, 
um, Joshua Denny and his, his beautiful wife, Cindy, over in Secret. And I went to him, and I talked to him, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to leave. I love this company. And he told me, he said, Amber, this is totally you. We're going to love you anyway. So they're still very good friends of mine. They're still big mentors of mine. Um, but then I'm like, okay, for my family, I have to make this move. And this is, I don't want to be the one who keeps jumping around. I realize that doesn't work. But, I mean, it, it, was, it just kind of came to me, and it, it just fit. And I loved every second of it, and I hit their top position. I was the fastest to hit the top position. I hit um, the top title my first month, and then I hit the top, top position within three months in the company. I was flown out to Utah for, you know, a $10,000 check, and it was just, it was amazing. My husband was able to retire, but I didn't want to sell it. That's the thing. I'm like, I didn't want to sell makeup. How crazy is that? Now, that's what I do. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you found the product line that is a perfect match for your passion and your personality. So I'm going to ask you some questions, Amber, and I want everybody listening out there to put a filter on how you're going to hear the answers um, because Amber is going to share with you some pretty mind-blowing numbers that are not typical even for heroes, even for people that I interview. These are atypical, very exceptional numbers. And, you know, we'll dive into what maybe uh, has led to Amber being so successful in attracting people to her business. But I want you to listen to these numbers, not from the standpoint that um, you know, most people are going to enjoy this kind of success. Amber's obviously one in a million. But I also want you to listen to the numbers and then map them on to, those of you listening, what you're doing in your business. And, you know, maybe you're looking at enrolling, you know, one or two people a month, and that's a big struggle, and it's a lot of work, and you're fretting about are you going to get another one or two people this month and uh, you're trying really hard and you have a lot of conversation about nobody wants to do this or it's hard and and it's true that it's a lot of work and uh, it's not easy and yet sometimes the hardest part about building a business is the conversation that we have in our own mind about how hard it is. And boy, if we could just manage the conversation that we had with ourselves, it would have us look at the world differently and speak to the world differently. And we might find ourselves talking to a lot more people in a way that had them be interested. So Amber, tell us about your, your launch your, for example, your first 90 days, um, how many people did you enroll in your first 90 days? Oh, my goodness. I don't have the numbers right off, uh, right off that, but it was a lot. <laughs> I hit that, the first 90 days, I hit that black status. So that's our top, top position. The person before me, um, I was the third ever in our company to hit it. The person who hit it before me hit it two hours before me, and the person before that, it she hit it one day before me, and they were in the company for over a year. So 90 days. I believe yeah, well, it was something like 90 percent. Okay, that's what I'm looking for because people don't understand your compensation plan or what black status yeah, is yeah. or any of that, and we don't want to go into your compensation plan, mm -hmm. and we don't want to yeah. talk about your income. I'm just interested in your build. So did you say in your first 90 days you probably personally sponsored 90 people? Yeah, it was around 90 people. It was, it was a fun 90-day run. <laughs> were those actually distributors or were some of those customers? Well, we don't track our customers, so those were all distributors. Uh, how, how do you not track your customers? Do distributors sell the product directly to customers and so customers don't order direct from the company? We order direct from the company, but we don't have like an auto ship. The customer doesn't make an account or anything like that. We track our sales, but we don't know exactly how many customers we have. Um, you know, it's more of a unilevel party plan type structure. 
Okay. So you personally sponsored 90, 90 people approximately in the first 90 days, and I'm sure everybody out there hearing that number wants to know, how did you do that, especially with a track record of you'd been in a lot of companies, and there's probably a lot of people listening going, wow, you know, I was in a few companies, and, you know, when I called everybody after the fourth company, nobody returned my calls. So how did you sponsor 90 people in 90 days? Where did those prospects come from, and how did you approach them? So I am big on social media. I love social media, and I want to do. I do want to say um, for those, especially those brand new on the phone, thinking, "Man, how did she do that?" I was, you know, with all those other companies, I was working on my customer base. I was working on my contacts. I had about, I didn't have a huge social me- social media at the time. I had about two thousand friends, um, and I was working towards that by just meeting people. You know, just going into groups. And I'm not saying going to groups and spam groups. So I don't want you to do that. I see so many times people are going into groups and just posting about their business opportunities. I was making relationships with people. I didn't even mention anything about the business until I got to know them a little bit. So that's really what I was doing was collecting friendships. People, people join you first. They join the, sec- the company second. So if you, get, if you get them as a friend, they're going to want to get involved in what you do. At least that's what I've experienced. As long as you make that friendship and you make that connection. So that's what I was doing was just making a ton of friends all on social media. So quantify that for us. How many friend connections, conversations, would you say in that first 90 days you had a day? I, a lot. I had 50 to 100, depending on, you know, what kind of day I was having, how the kids were acting. (laughs) But I talked to a lot of people every single day. And a lot of people ask me, well, where do you find these people? I found them everywhere. Like I homeschool. I'm a homeschooling mom. So I'm in some homeschooling mom group. And I would just make friends, you know, send them a message and say, hey, I see you're in this group. What kind of curriculum do you use? And just ask them questions. Make that friendship. Make that relationship. And it doesn't have to be homeschooling. Whatever your hobbies are. And I see a lot of people doing this with the direct sales world too. You can do that in the direct sales groups. Just make a friendship first. Um, But if you like snowmobiling, join some snowmobiling groups. If you like gardening, join some gardening groups. And just like meeting people and making friends online, which is really a lot easier because you can talk to a million people at the same time. <laughs> so would, uh, give us a specific example of how you would do this on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook. So you would go in and private message someone and yeah, chat it up with them. and then can... Absolutely. You know, there's a few different ways. Here's one, well, here's one thing that I used, and this works really well. I actually just had a girl on my team do the same thing, and she had 200 friend requests. She went into a group where she had a common interest, and she said, hey, you know, I think it might have been a golden retriever group. And she's like, hey, looking for some other golden retriever friends, share, you know, share insights, talk together, whatever they do with their golden retrievers, you know, just, just give tips. Um, add me as a friend. And she got 200 friend requests. Now, you can adapt that to any any hobby, any interest that you have, and you can use different wording because I know I did a Facebook training, and now if you go into any direct sales group that says, looking to network with like-minded individuals, add me, you can switch it up. You don't have to use the exact same words that I use. Otherwise, you know, everybody's using that. So switch it up. Say, hey, you know, I'm looking for some other homeschooling moms. I don't, I don't know anyone else who homeschools. Add me as a friend, and you're going to start getting friend requests. And now to keep up with those, I didn't go and personally message every single person. I mean, you can. I, I did some. Um, but as they come in through your news feed, just like their stuff, start commenting on their stuff, and they're going to get used to your name. You know, and the more you comment on them and the more you like their stuff, the more Facebook shows your posts to them. It's kind of how the whole Facebook world anarhythms work. Um, so that's really, that's really all I did. And then I just posted. Now, here's my sales post. I didn't post just buy this you know, $20, here's my website. I didn't do anything like that. Instead, people want to know what's in it for them, right? So I posted selfies. I love selfies. If you're in a weight loss company, if you're in a makeup company, it doesn't matter. Post some selfies. <laughs> and I would just say, hey, I absolutely love my eyebrows today. And other people would be like, oh, what products do you use? And they'd start messaging me or for to sign people up. Here's the easiest. It's a lifestyle post. It doesn't matter how much money you make. A lot of people say that, well, I'm brand new. I'm not making a ton of money. That don't matter. 
especially, you know, I'm a woman. I'm, I'm really dealing with a lot of moms. Or if you're a dad, you're dealing with dads who want to, you know, may, may want to be stay-at-home dads. My best post, I signed up 20 people from this post. I was at the park, and I just took a quick, you know, quick picture of my kids, and I said, I love being able to create my own work view. And that's all I said. I wasn't saying join me. I wasn't saying here's my website. I just put that out there, and people made their decision for themselves. I had moms message me saying, you know what? I'm sitting at my cubicle looking at a picture of my kid. I wish I could be at the park with my kid working right now. What do you do? How can I get involved? I signed up 20 people from that post. It's all about creating the lifestyle people want. And that doesn't mean being on a yacht or being, you know, shopping at Louis Vuitton. It doesn't mean that. It, mostly people want time with their family. People want to be able to take their family out to dinner without dipping into their family budget. It's the little things that get people. And then, you know, as they go and they, they do their personal development and they get more confidence, they're going to start seeing the big picture. But first, it's the little things that people want out of this profession. Yeah, for sure. They want to have fun. They want to connect. They want to be part of a community. They want to learn. And gosh, if people could just make an extra five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for ninety-eight percent of the population, that would change their life. And especially if you think about the single single moms or um, you know people that have credit card debt and they're, you know, they just can't make their payments. An extra five, six, seven hundred dollars a month over a couple of years will probably pay off all their credit card debt. And so, yeah, the opportunity is huge. That's great stuff, Amber. I'm curious. Uh, maybe people are curious. How many hours a day would you send spend on social media? And I don't mean posting. I mean uh, looking at you know, people connecting with people, corresponding with people, just sort of nurturing that versus how many hours would you spend on the phone talking to people? And when would you make that conversion? When would you move from chatting with people on social media to actually talking to them? You know, at first, and you guys might be like, oh, my gosh, I can't do this hearing this number, but I'm going to tell you, with social media, it's like throughout the day. You're not just sitting there behind the computer all day. I'm out with my kids. I'm out with my husband doing stuff. You know, we have a smartphone. Um, so when I tell you this number, don't get too shocked because this wasn't at first. You know, this wasn't the whole time. But to begin with, I was probably working online probably 10 to 15 hours a day. Um, and that was, you know, on there just making friends, talking to new people, especially during those first 90 days. I mean, we, were, we just had, our team was brand new, so we were doing tons of training, tons of three-way calls, you know, just working really, really, really hard. So I would say 10 to 15, maybe even around the 16-hour mark per day. But it doesn't have to take over your life. It kind of just works, works into your life. Um, so that's really, you know, it was a lot. So <laughs> but I also have I got, to, I got, you know. I got to ask you, Amber, when you're having dinner with your husband, were you looking at your cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually was. I don't do that anymore, though. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah that's a big, first, I think you know, that's a big. Days. That's, the first 90 days, anything goes after that. Probably need to draw a line mm -hmm. somewhere. That's, that's yeah, probably yeah, the absolutely. biggest uh, issue for couples these days is, when do we actually get to connect and put the phones mm -hmm. down? And I know it's hard for all of us. Uh, and yeah. so when would you make the conversion from talking to somebody on social media to actually talking to them on the phone? How far would you draw people into the process of looking at your products and your opportunity before you actually talk to them on the phone? You know, first, if they just, at first I'll just listen to them. You know, I'll be talking as a friend, and I would be talking to them with an intention, right? I would be listening for things. So we have two ears and one mouth, guys. So if I was talking to someone, and they're like, man, you know, I have to, I have to get to work. I, you know, I have to miss my, my son's um, hockey game or whatever it might be. I'm listening. Ding, ding, ding. My ears perk up. I have something that could possibly save her. I have an opportunity that can make her not miss another hockey game again. 
So that's when I would operate and say, you know what? And I do it very passive aggressively. I say, you know what? I, I just, you're such a great person. I just love talking to you. You'd be really great at what I do. Have you ever thought about it? And then I'd be quiet there. Don't over-talk it. So many times people try to recruit me, and, like, seriously, it's like a chapter book. They tell me everything from how their company got started to their entire comp plan to we're going to be rich having matching Ferraris. I mean, they send me way too much information, and I don't even, I'm going to be honest, I don't even read past the first paragraph. It's too much. So the least you can say, the best. So I say, you know, this is really crazy, but I just love your personality. You'd be great at what I do. Have you ever thought about it? And then the first one to talk loses. Don't say another word. They say yes or no. And if they say yes, they're great. If I sent you a quick business overview, would you listen to it? Again, that's it. Don't say anything else. They say yes. Send them over your sizzle call. Send them over a video about your, you know, about your company, a quick video. I like to send, I have like a video that's the five top things to why to join my company. I send that over. And then I follow up with them, and I try to follow up with them on the phone. I say, great. What's a good number? I'd love to answer your questions after you're done watching it. Um, you know, I get when they're going to be done. I'm going to be able to watch it tonight or tomorrow. Okay, tonight? Awesome. What's a good number? I'd love to answer any questions. And then here's the part that a lot of people, you'd be surprised, a lot of people skip. And that's actually calling them. They already said they're interested. They already watched it. And now sometimes I see with my own team, they're scared. They're scared to get on the phone. They gave you permission. You call them. You have an opportunity. You have something that could, you know, could save them. They don't need to miss another hockey game again. So call them. Do not be scared to pick up that phone. So uh, your transition usually to get them on the phone is after you have introduced them, after you've asked them via chat if they'd be interested in looking, and then even after they've looked, that's the first time you talk to them on the phone usually? Yep, yep, usually. And normally, I mean, if you build that relationship up and they just really want to work with you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. And, it, and, you know, it could, be off, it could be different versus which company you're in. Because our company really is a social media-based platform. Um, but usually, probably 90%, they're ready to go and they're signed up by the time I call them. They're like, okay, I'm ready. And they're, they're done. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to send you over the, you know, your training, add you to our training group and all of that stuff. But normally, they're, they're ready. As long as you build that relationship, remember, they're joining you because they want to work with you. It's all about, it's all about you, you know. That's, that's why they join. There's a million different distributors that they could join with. But they joined you for a reason. It's because you cared about them. So that's my main thing. And at all my trainings, I say, if I can teach you one thing, that's it. Just love everybody. Don't look at them as a money, you know, money sign. Don't look at them as a number on your team. Just love them. What can you do to help them? And that's how I go about it. And I think that's why so many people want to join, because they feel it, and they feel it's genuine. So you have to be genuine when you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's tell uh, people some more numbers, which I know will be mind-numbing for them. How many people did you personally sponsor in your first year? My first year, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, I believe it was in the 120 range. And uh, by the end of your second year? Well, that's now, and my numbers actually just went up. I signed a few new people. Um, I signed up 341 people so far. 341 people personally in two years. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's resulted in about, I think we just today hit 60,000 on the team. So, I mean, it's just been incredible. <laughs> well, that's the power of geometric progressions. 341 people in two years results in 60,000 people on the team in two years. Pretty extraordinary. Uh, oh, What's that result in in monthly sales? We do right now about $6 million in retail sales per month. $6 million in retail sales, so that's probably a little over $4 million wholesale a month, a $50 million a year company, just from little old Amber Voigt in Minnesota. <laughs> Pretty cool. I love this profession. Uh, all right, Amber. <laughs> what is um, – I know you made a lot of mistakes uh, 
company to company to company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this question is actually targeted at your two years in Unique. What is the biggest mistake you've made in the last two years? Now, this mistake may have cost you money. It might have also cost you credibility, integrity, health. Biggest mistake you've made in the last two years? My biggest mistake was probably being very naive. You know, I'm I'm new at this. I'm still a newbie. I know, like, someone at... Someone asked me actually. Um, I think it might have been your assistant. She's like, "So, are you are you at your four year, you know, career?" I'm like, "Not yet. I'm still building it. I'm still a newbie." But I think with just being trusting everybody, that's one thing that I really messed up on. I had a guy contact me. He had, you know, he's going to build a website for me and all this stuff. It was eleven thousand dollars, and I just forked him over the money. I never seen him again. <laughs> I trusted another guy. He was an internet marketer, and he's like, oh, I have a tool for your company. You know, it would be great for your team. And I wanted to say no, but, you know, a friend of mine knew him, and she's like, do it. I'm like, okay. Oh, my gosh. It was the most spammy program. My company's like, Amber, shut this down. I'm like, oh, man, I need to just stop being so trusting and just really trust those who have made success. Trust, trust people like you. Trust people like Eric. Trust those who I know are legit and trust those who've actually made the success that I wanted. So that's my new thing. If you haven't had the success that I want, I'm not, I, I'm, I need to go find someone else. <laughs> yeah, well, probably that's, uh, yeah. well, don't feel bad, Amber. I, uh, we know a lot of very successful networkers, and, you know, there's a gift to being a successful networker, and it's, it's that passion and that focus and that servant leadership, and what doesn't often come with that is financial or business discernment, and Mm -hmm. so people show up and, you know, they have investment opportunities or they have business opportunities that, you know, they'll build you a website or they'll write you a book or they'll, you know, I I was just uh, interviewing somebody just privately a few weeks ago who entered into a contract, I think $75,000 to have somebody help her write a book. And, you know, this is somebody that's very successful in network marketing. And, you know, she's like four months, five months down the road in this and doesn't like anything that's happening. And so that's, you know, that's a great lesson because what you're good at, you need to stay focused on continuing to do. And yet mm-hmm. you got to find, you got to surround yourself with people that uh, are smart and have your best interest at heart and will protect you in the areas that you're not good at so that you can stay focused on building the team. That's so great. what is the smartest thing that you've done in the last two years, besides choosing unique, once you made that decision, what's the smartest strategy that you've employed that has resulted in success? Two things. First, get into those events. I mean, there is no way that I would have the influence that I have now if I didn't keep showing up. I mean, every single event that I can get to, I get to. And that's, that helped me huge. I mean, it helped with my influence and, and just my following. I had, you know, a, pers- a woman who was, in, who was at the top of her company. Now, I never try to steal people from companies. When I'm networking and I'm making friends, I'm happy for them. You know, I, we give each other tips. That's how we help each other. I'll never say, oh, my gosh, the grass is green over here. I will never do that. And that has actually helped me tremendously. Um, I had a, a woman who's at the top of her company, and she said, you know what, Amber? You've always just been my friend. You've never tried to recruit me. I have somebody who's looking into unique. I don't know what she's going to do, but I'll send her your way. Well, this chick that she sent me is now, she has a team that's producing about $200,000 a month. I mean, so she's a big top player within my organization. So just loving everybody. (laughs) That's one of the main things, smart things I did, getting to the events and just, you know, just being real and being authentic. That's, That's like, oh, videos, 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 videos. I would not be where I am if I did not do videos. And I'm going to tell you, if you're scared of doing videos, do them anyway. Do them scared. 
you think you got a double chin, who cares? Post it anyway. <laughs> videos were big on my success. So when you say do videos, what kind of videos do you do? I do videos for everything. I mean, my team training, videos. It's duplicatable. You know, the person on your first level, it's going to be the exact same as somebody on your 100th level watches it. So for training, videos. Um, you know, no matter what it is, if you want to do product reviews on videos, people are going to watch a video more than they're going to read a three-second paragraph. So, or also business tips. I love doing business tips. And even if you don't, if you're brand new and you don't have, you know, you're like, well, I don't have much success or tips to offer. Do a, this is my journey as a new distributor in your company. I mean, other new distributors who join your company, they're going to find those videos and they're going to relate to them. And they're going to, it's going to help your influence. It's going to help. Just, you know, the law of attraction takes hold, and I love videos. I, that's my number one thing. I love videos. <laughs> that's awesome. Great tips, great tips. So, um, Amber, how do you use the four-year career? You said you incorporated into your team culture. How do you do that, and what do people get out of it? How do they use it? They use, it's, you know, just part of our personal development. Many people to my team, a lot of them are brand new. They've never heard personal development just like I didn't. They didn't realize that, you know, you can just spend, you can work for the first few years like nobody would, so you can retire like nobody can't. They don't get that because we're programmed. We're programmed that you have to go to school, and then you have to, you know, go to school for some more to go, to go get a job, and then you have to work that job, and then you retire, and you retire on less than what you were able to afford to begin with while you were working, right? That's kind of what we think. That's what we think we have to do. So having this network marketing, having this thought of, hey, I can actually retire. I can retire before I'm 65 or whatever the age is now, that, that just blows people's mind. So having that, having that culture, having them you know, have something to strive for, they get excited. They work hard, and they don't mind you know, putting in extra hours. They don't mind working harder a little, for a little while because they realize it's not going to be forever. They're just going to build hard for while they build that business, and soon the residuals will come. So, you know, it's just part of our personal development. I only have four that we recommend because I don't want to overwhelm people to begin with. So four right when they first start. And, you know, it just it gets them motivated. It gets them pumped. It kind of just lights that fire under them if they don't already have it. So personal development, that's number one, number one, number one. Awesome. All right, last question, Amber. Um, uh, then uh, I'm going to do something I've never done before uh, on a hero call. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you if you have a question for me. My last question for you is, what is Amber Voigt's legacy that she is building? What are you What are you doing the next three to four to five years besides just more sales volume and a larger team. What are you creating? What are you contributing? Who are you becoming that you're very passionate about and committed to? You know, I, I have a passion for showing people what they can do. I only have an eighth grade education. When I grew up, I grew up in homeless shelters. My dad used to, we used to eat out of a dumpster. I mean, we, I grew up a very bad, very bad situation, very bad childhood. Um, and I wanted to show other people that, hey, it doesn't matter where you come from. You can do this. You can always change your life around. You can always, you're the writer of your own life, right? So I want to be, I want to be a trainer. That's my goal. I'm actually writing my first book with the help of Networking Times. Um, and I just, I just want to, well, I'm a newbie still. So I'm still going to be building my business, but I want to train the girls in my team and anyone else. I mean, I love this profession, and anyone can, doesn't matter where you came from, you can build the life of your dreams. Even this girl with crazy red hair and an eighth grade education, if I can do it, you guys on the call right now, you guys can do it. And that's my message, and I just want people to realize that, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, they, you can do it. Um, I also want to start an organization for um, young young moms. I was a young mom. My husband he was a young dad. We want to help a lot with that. And I was talking to Eric a little bit about that because there is an organization already in Minnesota. So I'm just going to get involved with that one to begin with. Um, but my main goal is, and I told Eric this too. I want to be the female Eric Worry. <laughs> so I'm going to follow everything he does. 
So that's really my, my that's main, awesome. main goal. Great vision, Amber, uh, and a phenomenal story. Um, so do you have a question for me? Oh man. And I know you didn't get to prep I didn't know you didn't get to prep that. <laughs> what do you feel what, how do you how do you start? What do you think the best way to start a brand new presenter or brand new distributor in your company? You know, I've signed up a lot and I kind of just give them the books, give them the training and say, Okay, you know, I'm here, I'm gonna show you the way, follow my steps. So we don't have in our company, we really don't have like a get started training. What do you recommend? Uh, well, I think maybe a little bit different depending on every company and the product line and, and the model. Every model is a little bit different. But the most important things that I have found uh, to help people stay on fire and bulletproof, because, you know, when people sign up, they, they, they only sign up because they have a conversation in their head that sounds something like, I can do this. And that's kind of the result of whatever presentation we've given them and whatever romancing we've done up to the presentation. So we romance them, we nurture them, we, we share, and then at some point we invite them to look and they take a look. And if they're enrolling, it's because they have a conversation in their head that says, I can do this. And then, you know, what happens to people 30, 60, 90 days later is they start a conversation that sounds like, I can't do this. <laughs> and so the question is, you know, how do you prevent the I can't do this or it's not worth it conversation? And first step in that, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of motivation and self-motivation. I'm not a huge fan of, you know, listen to a motivational speaker and get motivated. I'm a huge fan of asking the questions, what's important to you? What do you want out of your life? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? But more importantly, who do you want to be? And then out of that, designing a vision. And that's just a fancy word for a story. Designing a story about people's future. And if you think about the masses, you know, and, and you can just you can look at uh, statistics, 97% of the population does not get what they want out of life. Only about 2 or 3% either can say, you know, I've checked a lot of things off my list, or I'm in the process of checking a lot of things off, off my list. Uh, that's only about 2 or 3%. The other 90% are either, you know, stuck in a mess, going backwards, or they're in the status quo. They're working hard, and, you know, maybe they get a new car every four, five, or six years, but, but they're not living their dream. And the reason they're not is people are not skilled in the art of vision and self-motivation, which is basically a conversation uh, that if I was going to have it with you as a new person, what it would sound like, Amber, is uh, can we spend some time talking about what's important to you? And I would ask you the questions that if you had mastery of vision and self-motivation, you would actually be in the habit of asking yourself. But because you're probably a 97 percenter, you're not in the habit of asking yourself, so I'm going to ask them for you. And that's going to sound like what's important to you. Uh, what do you want to do in the next four or five years? And that's just not in building a business. That's in your whole life. And what do you want to have? So the have things I consider to be the least important, the least moving things, but sometimes they're on the forefront of people's minds. You know, I want a new car, I want a whatever. And so having the conversation with people about what do they want their life to look like a year from now, three or four years from now, in the have category, the do category, but most importantly, where you can really inspire people to dig deep and 
create a fire and a commitment is by having a conversation with them about who they want to be. What kind of qualities do they want to have? What kind of bad habits do they want to give up? And I don't mean necessarily health habits, but, you know, if you just talk to people about, you know, things like gossiping or being negative or, you know, people get inspired about, wow, if I could just, you know, if I could become a better person, a more confident person, a more peaceful, a more happy person, people get inspired about that. So step number one in a getting started training is to just start that conversation about what's important to you, what do you want life to look like, and then as their sponsor, you manage the conversation of belief because a vision isn't a, isn't a vision until you actually believe it. And people that are new to that process, they don't believe. That's why, as you say, Amber, events, why are they so important? Because they instill belief. I mean, you can't go to a three-day event with 1,000 or 5,000 or even 100 people that are completely on fire about what they're doing and walk out of the meeting room three days later and go, this sucks and isn't going to work. I mean, that just doesn't happen. People walk out on fire. It builds belief. So our job is to, uh, I believe, not tell people what they should want, that they should want to advance in the comp plan or they should want to be this pin level, they should want to win a car, they should want to make this much money, but rather ask them what's important to them and develop that whole vision and self-motivation conversation with people until they have some competency to do it themselves. And so that's like the biggest first step of getting started training. The next that I think is so important is a conversation about who people are going to approach. And I'm not a big fan of approaching people for people. So if I sponsored you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do three-way calls with your prospects or, you know, if you can't get people to look at a presentation, then you probably don't have enough credibility and enough self-motivation to be successful in this business. It's kind of an acid test. But what I will do is sit down with you and say, you know, hey, let's let's talk about the first 20 or 30 or 40 people that you want to approach. Who are they? How do you know them? What do they do for a living? Where do they live? How much money do they make? How are they going to relate to this product? Uh, what is your sense about how they're going to relate to network marketing? And let's talk about strategies for approaching them, like what's the best tool, what's the best approach. I find that to be immensely valuable, to have that conversation with new people about their prospects. And the third would be uh, a conversation with people which you know, can actually be working with them on the computer uh, is, to, is to help them get really clear and familiar with what are the tools available to them for introducing people to the business. What are the videos? Where are the testimonials? You know, how do I send these links? Um, you know, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at how people need their hand held initially to, to learn about those things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think one of the, you know, something that you might consider, you love doing videos and you see a getting started training is missing. You know, what if you were to film you know, seven steps to building an empire in Unique, and each step was, you know, a three to five minute video that you filmed, and then what you do with everyone who comes into business, not just personally, but throughout your whole organization, is you create a system where they go through those videos. And, you know, you can create systems where people will go through those videos, and the sponsor and upline will get an email you know, every time somebody completes a video, you can even get an email that says, you know, they only watched half of it. And, you know, so you can be really in tune with how the people that you're bringing into the business are moving through that training system. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a far greater fan of motivation 
than I am training. So if I was going to spend four hours with a new person, I'd spend two hours of it on their vision and self-motivation and belief and two hours on strategy, not training, but strategy. And, you know, you can automate that with videos. Mm -hmm. So Perfect. Amazing. Good question. I know a lot of girls on the call are, are probably writing down everything, so I'm, I'm excited. I think that's good. Awesome. Amber, uh, you're a jewel. You're a gem. What a oh, great story, you. and what's so exciting about it is you're just getting started. Uh, I want to. I think we should calendar to interview you in a year or two more and compare where you are then to where you are now. It's going to be pretty Hopefully inspirational. I'll have my four-year sure. career then. <laughs> yes, you will. Amber Voigt, thank you very much for sharing your heart and your vision thank and your you. passion and your wisdom with people from all over the world. And um, I'm going to give you the last minute to speak to people that are out there, say like you, were struggling for that belief, for that fire, for that conviction, maybe it's somebody that's listening live, and maybe it's somebody that's listening in their car five years from now. If you could, if you could be the last person to ever inspire them to have it make a difference in their career, what would you say to them? I would tell them not to listen to anyone else. So many times my friends and family told me, get a real job, Amber, especially my dad. He's like, get a real job. And I knew, I knew in my heart that I could do this. So if you know in your heart, you just keep going. Tell you what, I make now in a month what my dad makes in two years. You think he's telling me to get a real job now? He's telling me he always supported me. Yeah. So remember that those who are telling you you can't do it, let it go in one ear and out the other. Because if you know you can do it, you just keep, you keep working your tail off. You keep showing up at the events. You keep work, reading the motivational books. And you know it. You know you can do it. So just go out there and do it. That's, that's really it. Beautiful. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, everybody, Thank for you. showing up for Hero Call. Have a fantastic week. Bye, guys. Good night, all. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools, such as audios, videos, and of course his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. 